This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 874, When Grammar Matters, part 7. Don't be passive on IELTS. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. When should you use the passive grammar structure on IELTS? You probably know that you need it for writing task one processes, but you should also use it to impress the examiner in writing task two and speaking part three. Find out how today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Aubrey. I don't know why I felt like using a fancy accent there. Maybe it's because James and I have been watching Harry Potter. <laughs> nice. So you're hearing a lot of British. Yeah. So you're just like want to speak some British English sometimes. Yes, one must speak in British English sometimes. Um, guys, you know, that's that's not a good example of a British accent. But for the IELTS exam, you do need to be familiar with the British accent because it will definitely be on the listening exam, as well as American accents, Canadian accents, Australian accents. You know what? In Three Keys IELTS, we have examples of all of the accents. Yep, they need to get into allearsenglish.com slash keys, join three keys outs, and then the practice exercise there, we have all of the accents so that you can get used to them and all the practice you need so that you can get the score you need to get past IELTS. I know a lot of our students are stuck at a six and they need sevens, they need eights. And that's the way to do it is to get into a program with a study guide, a simple plan. It needs, you guys need to simplify your practice so that you can get the scores you need. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So we are very proud of bringing this podcast to you three days a week, no matter what is happening. Um, in fact, this podcast, IELTS Energy, has been downloaded over 18 million times since 2015. So guys, you are in the right place, okay? Um, okay, so today we are talking about the passive structure. Um, do you think knowing how to use the passive, do you think this is important for IELTS? Yeah, definitely. It's this is one of the few ways where you can really impress the examiner because if you use this correctly, they are going to they they realize that you could choose to just have every sentence be subject, verb, object, and you are choosing to use a more impressive grammar structure in order to get the grammar score just bump it up just a little bit, right? 
Yeah. Um, the passive sounds fancy. Yes. <laughs> it can. It can sound it's a little bit more complicated, right? Because the structure is different than active, obviously. But guys, like, we're not gonna break your brain today with all these rules that you don't need, right? This is why students come to us to learn English and to improve their IELTS score because we tell you exactly how you can use it on the exam. So it's clear, guys. It's it's so abstract studying rules and then trying to be able to connect that to really like useful sentences that work on the exam. So don't worry about it, guys. We're going to take out the, the mystery today and simplify this for you because it is very useful. Um, I think if you have been studying IELTS for a while, if you took a class or you got an IELTS textbook, then the one thing you know about passive is that it is recommended to be used there was passive. It is recommended <laughs> to be used um, in writing task one academic process question. So yeah, I mean, that's the classic part. Like that's the obvious thing that everybody knows about IELTS. So um, let's see, processes, nature diagrams, maps, you will use a mix of passive and active. And again, in the course, you will get more examples of when and where it's appropriate. Um, but yeah, so I think that's where we're starting from. Like everybody should know that. But when else is it useful? Right. So there are elsewhere on the exam, task two, and in speaking, where you have a basic sentence with just active structure. Like, for example, people used computers for fun much less in the past. This could definitely come up in speaking part three. That's really boring to use people as that general, you know, because this is when we use passive, when it doesn't really matter who we're talking about. Instead, say computers were used for fun much less in the past. It is fancier. It's more impressive and it gets rid of people, which is kind of boring. Oh my gosh, that word people is terrible. Um, I did a YouTube video a couple years ago about words you should not use in writing task two, and people is one of them. So remember that part of your IELTS score, guys, is being able to be clear and direct. And if that word people is meaningless, if you don't know exactly who you're talking about, don't use it. You don't need it, all right? Guys, your score is based on being able to communicate like this. So in speaking and writing, I would say especially in writing task two, guys, if you are proofreading your essay and you see the word people, people, people all <laughs> yeah. over the place, I promise you that at least two of those sentences you can change to passive and have it be more impressive, more direct, right? Higher scoring. Exactly. Right. So just change it so you have the object first and then B and then the past participle. So if you have the sentence, people love swimming, right? All you have to do is change it. So swimming comes first. Swimming is loved by everyone. And then you've just changed it enough. It's still a pretty simple sentence, but you're getting rid of the boring sentence structure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know that there are a lot of academic writing teachers out there that say um, the passive is inappropriate or whatever. Guys, that is not true, okay? It's not true for your IELTS exam. Remember, I was an IELTS examiner for 14 years, all right? I can tell you where exactly that you should be using it because you have to. Like in the task one 
questions we talked about. You have to use passive in those questions. Um, so the the usage of it, I think usually in textbooks you learn like it's used when you don't know the object, but it's also if the if you we don't care about the object, right? no one cares. Um, so for example, like in processes, right? If you're talking about um, a product that's made, um, which is often the topic of a process question. Um, we're not going to say like factory workers um, mixed the jam. Like, no, it's no. yeah. We know that it's there's people in the factory doing these things. That's that's not the point of the essay. That's not what we're describing. So take that subject out. It's not important. Don't care about the factory workers. Okay. Instead, focus on the information that is important. Take that object. Put it the, at the beginning. Jam was made. Boom. Like that's all you need to say, right? Um, okay. So now what else can we tell our students about writing task two? Because I think in very specific places, this structure is super useful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, right. Anytime when you don't know or care who the object was, you're writing a task to. Um, let's say that it's talking about travel and, you know, what types of travel people take. And you want to say, before the health crisis, cruises were booked more often. Think about nice. what a more interesting sentence that is rather than saying, People used to take cruises and now they do, right? It's just such a yeah. more impressive, more interesting way of saying it. Exactly. And guys, remember, part of your grammar score is being able to use different structures, a variety of structures. And this counts, right? One is active, one is passive. Those are two different structures. Um, and then including that introduction phrase before the health crisis, right? So that isn't that. Yeah, well, we could talk more about that sentence, but it's... <laughs> Not only is it ripped from the headlines, but it is um, a very uh, impressive structure for your writing or speaking. Um, so on speaking as well, right? Like you're often asked about your country, your culture, um, and speaking part one. And speaking part three, you should be using examples from your life and experience, your country, your, your culture. So here's a good example of like a sentence you could say for that. It is said that people from my country are shy, but I do disagree with this stereotype. So this phrase, guys, is very, very useful to sound academic, to sound high level. It is said that, right? We're not going to say people think that people from my country, like, oh my gosh, too no. many peoples. So um, just to introduce um, widely held opinions, right? This is a great phrase. It is said that. It is thought that. Um, yes. Yeah, those two phrases, super useful. And for writing, it can be seen from the chart, right, for um, task one, yes. that it can be seen that males far outnumbered females in the construction jobs. It's so much better than saying the chart shows that, or at least multiple times, right? If you go to check your essay and you see that you've repeated that, then switch one to passive. 
Exactly. A variety of structures. You know, doing well, getting that seven or higher on IELTS, guys, it is all about having the right tools, right? Having these simple strategies, these this simple piece of advice that will help you increase your grammar score. Um, knowing exactly what the examiner needs to see, um, that really increases your score. Like we need, there's so much information you guys need to know to do, to do well on IELTS. So when you're looking for help, guys, make sure these strategies are simplified for you, that you're only learning what you need and that there's enough practice of all that, that we're talking about today, like writing task one, grammar structures, and then those things together, that's how you're going to succeed on the exam, guys. So going back to what I said earlier about writing task one, if you've already been preparing for IELTS, you know, okay, passive, use it on processes. But again, guys, like, that's not it, all right? So the sentence that Aubrey shared, that is, that's an amazing sentence for either change over time or static or whatever. Um, also, you could say numbers are forecast to grow in the next 30 years, right? Are yeah. forecast to. We don't know who's predicting that. We don't care. And like, we can't say because it doesn't tell us on the chart. So <laughs> This structure, this passive structure is useful in so many more ways than just on writing task one processes. Yes. And go back and look, um, IELTS Energy, a little while ago, episode 187. Oh, it was a while. It was a while ago. <laughs> we shared how to use the passive and some more details there. So don't miss that episode. Come back to the blog, allersenglish.com slash IELTS, and we'll link to it there so you can get even more information about how to use the passive to get the score you need on IELTS. Awesome. Perfect. Um, so guys, we have shared so much interesting information and useful information with you guys today. Um, if you are sort of unsure where you are in your IELTS journey, if you're just starting or if you don't, don't know where to go or where to start, um, you can find out what you would get on the exam if you took it today with our quiz. We give you an estimated band score, guys, because you do need to know where to start from, right? Like, so you know how long you should prepare, when you should book your exam, what else you need to learn, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses. So guys, go right now to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Take our super short quiz, get your estimated IELTS band score. We're the only ones that can give you this. And then you also get free resources just for your level made by me, ex-examiner, for 14 years. So go right now, guys, allearsenglish.com slash my score. That is such an amazing tool. I wish when I had taken an exam similar to IELTS for French, I wish I had had that. I wish I could have gotten my estimated band score and then found out exactly where I need to end free resources. I'm actually really jealous that IELTS <laughs> students have that option, that resource. It's so helpful. I know, guys, it's amazing. We are here for you guys always. All right, Aubrey, thanks for recording today. Yes, thank you. It was really fun. I'll see you next time. All right, sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. 
products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.